that kind of stuff. So. Yes, racial profiling working out in my favor this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Japanese, obviously, rice burrito. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. This week is another special week, a test episode week for the uh, future uh, new co-host. I have a very good friend, and we'll, we'll even go back into our history, Bryce, but before we get into that history, before we get into anything, before I even mention this guy's name after I sort of did mention his name, um, let's talk about some business this week. Um yeah, check out patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Uh, we are not stopping. We are not we are not halting this this uh, this train because Robbie is uh, out. We are moving forward. And I do want to say a special thank you to all the Patreon people that have stuck with us, uh, even though there's a transition. Uh, we appreciate you that. And I appreciate Bryce for hanging in there too on patreon.com slash chillfiltered. So check us out on that website. Uh, and maybe consider uh, being a part of our drink-alongs, uh, which we are still planning on doing uh, and still continuing to do because I got a lot of whiskey that's prepped for that. So I might as well use it up on my favorite Patreon peeps. So that's the business this week. Here's the podcast, I guess. Uh, I got with me Bryce Morita, one of my, one of my uh, favorite people. I, I say people, um, but Bryce and I go way back, actually. It's kind of funny. We... Um, I don't know. I met Bryce. I remember probably, yeah, I remember like the first time we met and I, you probably don't remember because there were a lot of people that came through where you were, but you probably, you, I know you remember me, but I don't know if you remember the first time we met. Do you? I don't know about the very first moment. There's, I have a couple uh, memories of you, but I don't know necessarily nice. the very first. Yeah. Bryce and I met in New Orleans, Louisiana uh, in 2007, summer of 2007. And I, yeah, let's see. I was just, yeah, I was going into my senior year of high school that next after the summer was over. And Bryce was, how old were you? It's 2007. Uh, oh, maths. Uh, 2007, 26. Okay, cool. So you got me by nine years or so. <laughs> but uh, no, that's super cool. And, and yeah, so, so Bryce and I met, like I said, in New Orleans. And this was uh, 2007, two years after Hurricane Katrina had struck uh, one of the worst uh, natural disasters in our nation's history, had struck New Orleans and broke some levees, did some damage. People died. It was a tragedy. Uh, and it's funny how long ago that was. I mean, that was theoretically 18 years ago now that Katrina happened. More than 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, it was like early September, it was August into September in 2000. Yeah. Wow. And so anyway, that's most people know about Hurricane Katrina, but most people don't know about Bryce. So I guess I'll start with this and then we'll get a more who you are. What were you doing down there? So I was working for a nonprofit organization, um, nice. living in a volunteer camp, just kind of nice. managing camp Hope, baby. Yeah, hope worldwide. Um, yeah. Or what? No, no. What was it? What was the name of the the place itself? It was. Was it? Camp wasn't it no, it was Beauregard. Oh, so the actual name? Yes, the actual name of the school you were at was PGT yeah. Beauregard. Um, but was that the one we were working on, or was that the place where we stayed? Ooh, that's a good question. We were probably working on it, actually. We were probably working on okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I remember we worked on uh, like the new dorm and it yeah. was an old middle school or something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
I think the one we were in was actually called either Will or W. Smith Middle School or something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, which had been gutted basically and turned into a uh, like basically like Habitat for Humanity kind of mm-hmm. um, dormitory for volunteers across the country because, like I said, it was a terrible catastrophe and people for years were working on recovery for Hurricane Katrina stuff. So, and I uh, uh, the biggest memory I have from the first time I met you was learning that you're a really good high fiver and <laughs> you go all out <laughs> and. Uh, and that's one of the things I always loved about you. It's like, I was like, because I'm like 17 and you're like 26. I'm like, this guy's so cool. <laughs> like, you how like, little you know, I just, time. how little you I know. know, right? And that's the funny thing. It's like, man, I remember being 26 and thinking, like, you know, like, and just like the silly things that go through your mind where you're like, um, you just think of the old days and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's one of the things I love about Bryce is he's got a good heart and he loves to help others and he loves Willie D's Cadillac Custard. <sighs> Which is no longer there, unfortunately. I know. Yeah, yeah. I almost said RIP. I was like, no, that's that's not what I mean. I almost said RIP. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. <laughs> I'm sure Willie D's doing all right wherever he is. Hopefully stayed out uh, of trouble. Yeah, exactly. I could see that. And then we have uh, a mutual friend, Bob Rob. Um, yeah. And he was tight with you. And the funny thing is, is I kind of realized we, we, crossed pat- we crossed paths, me and Bob Rob, but didn't even know it until we like, had you as the connection so. yeah bob rob bob rob has entered into just like <laughs> legend at this point so because yeah. i was there too but bob rob was just such a character totally with like, the name like bob rob. me like and i had fun with i might be yeah. a character but for the most part i kept to myself bob rob was totally. just, yeah just yeah legend walking around in his scrubs yeah i love it no, that's so cool. So yeah, where are you at these days? Tell me about uh, like, like people, life yeah. and and location. Because I hear you're in the PA, the land of my people. That's right. The land of your people. Uh, yeah. I am somewhere between Philly and Allentown since nice. most people don't know where Allentown is. Yeah. But obviously like, to anyone in Philly, I'm definitely not Central. in Philly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you used to be in Philly for a little bit, right? I was always in the suburbs. I think the oh, southern gotcha. most I lived was upper Montgomery County. Okay, so um, definitely not Delaware County, where the where the cool kids are from. Nope, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. cool. So not ML, not only am I living in Pennsylvania, I work mm. for the Commonwealth. Nice, uh, not the state, everyone. Yeah, that's right. For anyone the else, state, but uh, we're one of those states. Yeah, Virginia's one of them too. Yeah, Kentucky's mm-hmm. one of them too. So. That's right. Do you know anyone else? I think that might be like. I feel the like big... there's another one, but I'm not sure. There might be. I, I definitely know those three. Not Maryland. Maryland's a state, right? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't confirm. Yeah, I don't know. But it's weird. And the funny thing is, they'll, like people will be like, "No, trust me, it's a it's a commonwealth. It's not a state." Well, technically, it's still a state, but it's also a commonwealth. I do consider it a state, but it's really fun to say commonwealth. Yeah, like literally, yeah. my employer is Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, so yeah, it's it is kind of fun to say. That is funny. Yeah, you get it on your um, like on your bank statement when you uh, when you look up your direct deposits and it's like yeah. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Like I have a pretty boring job; it's just admin, but it's just like uh-huh. I, I work for the Commonwealth, and that's enough. Yeah, that's funny. So you grew up in San Diego, or uh, I was in San Diego for a long time, but I grew up okay. just north in Orange County, like basically. Just okay, north. cool. Um, you know who's from Orange County? Gwen Stefani's from Orange County. And... Oh, not only do I know that. My, my big brags, 
was that uh-huh. I swam in the same pool as Gwen Stefani. At the same time? No, that's why it's a dumb, <laughs> silly, that's why it's a dumb brag. It's a really that's dumb funny. brag. Because not yeah. only was it not the same time, it was like years later. That's um, funny. Because I was on a swim team, like a club team, and we yeah. practiced at Loera High School where she went uh-huh. to school and swam. That's so cool. Um, I, then I can say that I played in the same uh, gym as Kobe Bryant. There you go. Not at the same yeah. time. because he went to my rival high school um and uh in in philadelphia area and did you know kobe bryant's from philadelphia area i knew he had ties here i didn't know if it was lived or moved here no yeah lower marion high school that's all i know but um you got you got two two kids two boys two boys the rare anomaly of a boy dad Uh uh-huh so tell me about them you don't have to say their names but how old uh, are I don't they? mind. Oh, so almost all my friends have like a boy and a girl. So many of them. Uh-huh. I'm here with That's the so two funny. boys. Uh, so yeah. I have Kai, who's about going to be five here in January. Wow. And then Sam is like a year and a half. Is it Samuel or is it just Sam? It's Samuel. Cool. It's Samuel. It's Sammy. It's Sam. It's everything. Sammy. Sammy. That's so cool. What's he like? Whew, he is a second child for sure. He yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing how easy that is to predict sometimes. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. He's still really good because Kai was really mm-hmm. good, but he's yeah. still a second child. Yeah. Very much That's a funny. Child. Yeah. But both, both in the good and the bad. Like, he's, you know, he wants to do what his brother does. So he's yeah. farther along now than Kai was at the same age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said how old is Sam again? One more time. A year and a half. Okay, cool. That's good. That's a good range. Beck is Beck is like two plus now. And she has her moments now. And I don't like that, but it's part of being two. Is she have your moments. Like today, okay, for those on YouTube, I don't know. Can you see yep. anything on my neck? There's like three fingernails from a encounter that uh, Beck and I had today as I was trying to cool her down. But she wasn't willing to be cooled down today, so... Yeah, but it worked out. Like the funny thing is, is like sometimes I don't have patience and Heather does. But the times that Heather doesn't have patience, I do for some reason. And it's just like, ah, no, we'll fi- we'll work our way through this. And Heather's like very frustrated. And obviously like, we have this kid that's freaking out. Um, but like, it's funny how like today I was just like, no, nah, we're good. We're going to work through this and uh, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, um, all that balances. Yeah, no, it's like it's like meant to be. Um, so I am entry buzzing. On Nulu, right? Green Ooh. label or green top because, uh, and this is the ADHD whiskey pick. Shout out to Matt Porter. Do you got an entry buzz? My entry buzz is H2O. <laughs> I haven't heard of that distillery. <laughs> Sounds like, uh, what is it? There's one in um, Pennsylvania called K&O or something like that. Is there? I think. I think. So, K&O distillery. So my know. big confession to uh, mm. The listeners out there is uh-huh. all for as long as I've been drinking whiskey, yeah. I am very much a lightweight. And so uh-huh. I just I think I would have done it anyway, but there's one time where I poured for myself and it was, uh-huh. it was too much. I got re- uh-huh. I at home, which was nice. I was yeah. at home, I got real, real buzz on accident. And ever uh-huh. since then, I've been so paranoid. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know if it's lightweight or if I just uh-huh. very, very conservative in how much I pour for myself. So well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you are a Japanese American. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who can't tell from uh, the audio. Um, 
Bryce's yeah, Bryce's mom still lives in Japan. She goes well less frequently now, but she used to go okay. frequently. But no, she's in California. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and do you get the Asian flush? I do. I yeah. usually don't drink enough to do so. Mm-hmm. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't know about it until I worked at the bar, and then some someone was Asian, and they're like, "Dude, they, they, they explained it all to me." I'm like, "Oh, that's weird. It's some some weird uh, lack of some enzyme or who knows? I don't even know something to break down whiskey a little more. Some Asian people have yeah. a I don't even know, but we used to call it red face, but that seemed just to uh-huh. get too close to something else. So we... yeah, <laughs> yeah, even saying Asian flush just sounds weird." But um, but it's it is what it is for sure. So I get the uh, I get the grease head. It might happen tonight. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. who knows? So um, now I love this. So um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Any any people need to know who Bryce Marita is? Do they? Yes. The people give the people what they want, Bryce. What's what's been one of your uh, like what's been one of your uh, more recent whiskey pours? Because I know you're you're a part of a crew out there that uh, yes. like uh, what is it the uh, Lehigh Valley Bourbon Drinkers or something like that? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Did I nail it? Yeah, it is. I have to think about it because the the abbreviation throws me off sometimes and I get it mixed up. But yes, that's accurate. Yeah, no, that's cool. Anything they picked lately that's been good? So they've done a lot of picking, but like they pick so much, I had to stop. Like my original goal was to get every one of their picks. Uh, they just keep coming. So I like it to slow That's down. My goal. That's my goal. Pick a few. I'm <laughs> scared had... to like start, but I think I could. Yeah. They had a Nulu recently. They did a Nulu pick. Uh, in the last year. I think maybe in the uh-huh. last eight months or so. Dude, um, Nulu, the Prohibition Craft Spirits is very impressive to me. What they're doing. I just, I literally bought a, uh, another green, uh, wax top, uh, rye, uh, this past week that someone picked up for me in Kentucky. Yeah. I tell Mm. you there, someone, that group is either right on the curve or ahead of it or something because they'll pick something and Mm. then I'll start hearing about it in like the news, (laughs) even even on the podcast. Yeah. I've never heard of Penelope. They did a pick Mm -hmm. and then I started seeing it everywhere. Yeah. The Nulu. So someone's on top of it. Seriously, I bet they love what they do too. You know, it's like it sounds like a cool crew. And uh yeah, I wanted to I wanted to shout out your friend. It starts with a K, but I won't mention his uh real name uh, because he, I think he asked me not to at one point, did, so I won't. But shout out to K, the K man. Uh we love him. And um yeah, why don't we get into this? I'm I'm chomping, chomping at this bit mm-hmm. to be able to drink cuz I I bought this bottle recently. I have not sipped it yet. I poured just one pour, couriered it to you, and haven't even really gotten to smell it. So I'm stoked to try this. Why don't we go for a quick walk break? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and then uh, we'll be back and we'll talk about the history of Yamazaki 18. Did we even mention what we're drinking yet? I don't think so. Well, we did now. Not, not Yamazaki 18. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, we'll be right back. Hey Bryce. Hey Cole. Do you ever write poetry? Not these days. Well, I write poetry, and my favorite poem has to do with beans. Do you want to hear it? I do. Hey guys, 
What kind of beans are the best beans? What beans are the best beans? Bush's baked beans. Isn't that a great poem? <laughs> that is a great poem for a great product. <laughs> yeah, I agree so. And so check out bushesbakedbeans.com slash chillfiltered, and you'll find more poems on their website. But while you're there, pick up a bean or two in the form of canned beans. That's yeah. right. Bush's baked beans. They're the beaniest. And we're back. Uh, yep, we're drinking Yamazaki 18 this week. Wanted to get into a little bit of uh, background on that. But before we do, uh, hit us up if you want to uh, join our um, Discord server. It, there has been an uptick this week in uh, messages on Discord because we kind of opened it up to our Patreon people. If you're interested, uh, before we send it on like Instagram or something like that, uh, hit me up on Instagram and say, hey, I would love to be a part of the Discord uh, group. And we, there's just some good conversation and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of whiskey talk, which I dig. So um, that is that. That's the notes for this week. Um, and then let's talk about this. This is our second uh, Yamazaki episode on the podcast. I believe uh, I actually didn't get this down, um, but the um, we have done Yamazaki 12. And I believe that was in the first 50 episodes. And I'm about to find that out really quick while we're doing this. Um, but we've done a few Japanese whiskeys, one being Nika Japanese Harmony. We've done Nika from the Barrel. We've done Yamazaki 18. Uh, and uh, I mean, no, not 18, they 12. Yamaz Yamazaki. <laughs> oh, yeah. Episode 22 was the last wow. time we had Yamazaki on the podcast, and That's it is now episode 274. Yeah. So it's been five years since we've done Yamazaki, if you actually do the math. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely, definitely different, definitely uh, cool to get back into it because Yamazaki so far is my favorite Japanese distillery or at least Japanese brand. Um, so let's get into some uh, Japanese history and uh, talk about Yamazaki distillery. So um, the Yamazaki distillery started up in 1923 by a guy named Shinjiro, Shinjiro Tori. And that was in Shimamoto, Shimamoto. Shimamoto. And that's in the Osaka prefecture in Japan, in case you were wondering. Originally, this guy named Tori uh, started the like Suntory company, the owner of the Yamazaki distillery. And then in 1899, uh, he was not selling whiskey so much he was selling fortified imported fortified wine before we got into whiskey but um we've talked about a guy named a great japanese man named masataka takitsuru mm. uh, who trained in scotland originally uh, getting his degree in organic chemistry from university of glasgow uh, and then working for a few scottish distilleries after that he was just inspired and he wanted to come back uh, he became the first uh, distiller at the Yamazaki Distillery. Uh, and in 1934, he broke off and started his own distiller, distilling company called the Yoichi Distillery, uh, which is the maker of Nika. So he, the dude's behind both the big brands in um, Japan. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so Japanese whiskey, definitely starting up lately. Uh, not lately. It's, I mean, like early, maybe like, 2010s are really hit the uh, like early 2010s are really hit the US market more so um, and has definitely been a thing since 1870 but commercially just starting up uh, with Yamazaki especially the US um, but you might be asking if Suntory makes two 
barley based whiskeys. Um, but really they make a lot more than that. Like Hakushu they make, um, uh, you got to figure out what's the difference between Yamazaki and Habiki, which are kind of like the, I mean, Hakushu's in there, but actually I saw Hakushu 12s back out. I don't know if you noticed that it was gone, but, uh, it had been gone for a long time. And that was my first, uh, bottle of uh, Japanese whiskey I ever bought was in 20, 2014. I think I got a bottle of Hakushu 12. Uh, it was a while ago. If you really think about it. Um, but yes, what's the difference between Yamazaki and Habiki? Uh, typically, um, Yamazaki uh, is, you know, Yamazaki is like a name, like a, like a last name, basically, or a surname. You can say uh, Habiki actually means um, sound, reverberation, or echo. Uh, but in terms of the product, uh, it seems to me like Yamazaki is mostly single malts, uh, while Habiki is typically blends. Uh, but blends doesn't mean bad. It just means... They make it work. So usually what you'll see is uh, blends are from multiple distilleries. And it's not like Nika and um, Yamazaki distilleries are doing that. But I think what I read from at least the blends for Habiki, for example, uh, was that Habiki was from the Chita distillery as well, which is another Japanese distillery. But it's owned by Suntory, I believe. So um, here we go. Here we go. Here are the rules for Japanese whiskey. Since they just made it official in 2021, uh, it had it had mostly been official, but it wasn't like on paper until 2021. So to label a product Japanese whiskey, the following requirements must be met. Uh, distillers must always use malted grain. And from what I've seen, malted barley is usually the one, um, but they may also include other cereal grains, but you can't make malted or you can't make Japanese whiskey without malted grain. Uh, water used to make the whiskey must be extracted in Japan. That's the other rule. Uh, Sacarification, which is basically where you take the starches and convert them into sugars, uh, and basically the mashing process. Uh, that uh, and fermentation and distillation must also all take place in a Japanese distillery. Uh, whiskey must be matured in wooden casks stored in Japan for at least three years, three year minimum. Uh, bottling must take place only in Japan with a minimum strength of 40% ABV. Uh, and then here's a, here's a crazy one. Plain caramel coloring may be used. And so one of the things about what I learned about caramel coloring is it is it, indeed tasteless, uh, but it's more about the look of it. But that's it's not like favorable that you can do that, but some scotches can do it too. So that's nothing too special. Like one of the ones we had, um, Bowmore uh, 15 Darkest, Mm. had uh, caramel coloring added to it. It's still good whiskey. Yeah. Um, whiskeys that don't meet the above requirements that I just mentioned may uh, not use the names of geographical locations in Japan or the Japanese flag or names of people that evoke the country in their labeling. So you can't say like Takatsuru or something on your brand or in your bottle if it doesn't fit those requirements. Um but as far as I know, there are no technical rules for being a blend uh, or a single malt in Japan. It's just the Japanese whiskey rules. Uh, but they, they do follow the rules of scotches for the most part after that in terms of single malts and blends. Uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Yamazaki 18. As, uh, as uh, uh, Robbie would always say, Yamazaki 17. Um, it was introduced first in uh, 1992. Uh, I had just had it written down. Yep, 1992, the 18 years uh, introduced. Uh, it is a single malt. Uh, so 
usually what you'll find in single malts, and it's no exception for this one, uh, is that it is 100% malted barley in the mash. Um, it is 43% alcohol by volume. Uh, the casks used for the 18-year are X sherry casks, X bourbon casks, and Mizunara oak casks, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but I don't know what like ratio of that. Uh, it's a very dark color. Um, but the bottle is also tinted, uh, gr- like tinted darker greenish almost. Uh, beautiful bottle. Nice black label, black top. Uh, total wine price, if you can get it retail, it's $600 these days. First time I got it, it was um, 250 I think. And that was in 2015. But it is a lot more than that now. So let's, let's pour this, shall we? We shall. And another mention, um, it's no cork pop today because even one of the classiest whiskeys I've ever had in my life is a screw top, screw top whiskey. So, ooh, that nose, just getting it right off the pour. Do you have the wooden box for the bottle, or do you just have the bottle? I have the uh, cardboard box for the bottle. Ooh, I got to show you the wooden wooden box at some Ooh, point. that's so cool. I meant to have it ready, but it's it's still over there. I mean, is yours is yours a black label bottle? Because there's another 18 year that's not a black label, and I think it's worth more, and I think it's more valuable. I'm gonna say it's not, but I can. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll look later. It might be a, it might be the 18 year sherry finish, which won like Jim Murray's like World Whiskey of the Year in like 2014 or 15. Yeah. How do I know this? Don't ask. I don't even know. Um. So I'm gonna give it. <sighs> okay. Here's my thoughts so far. One person told me one time that Yamazaki 12 is like um hard cider extra hard this is like hard cider extra hard with like extra fruitiness i always love the nose on yamazaki 18 it is like one thing i would say about yamazaki 12 is that it is a little more tart if that makes any sense it's not tart in like an appley way but it's tart compared to the like the I don't want to use the word smooth, but it's like the the nose is just soft, like soft. Is that what you're? Is that what you said? Soft. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. I could smell this all day. I've been finding. I've been getting. So I don't know a lot about wine. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just yeah. I just know that wine exists pretty much. But I feel like totally. I've been getting a lot more of that wine smell off a lot more mm-hmm. things. Particularly scotches, I feel like. Yeah. No, for sure. And this definitely reminds me of like a, definitely a Highland scotch. There's no peatiness to this uh, single malt here. Um, but it is uh, raisins. Big note. Big note. But not in like a not in like a Glendronic kind of way. It's definitely more bright and fruity than a than a raisiny, dark, sherry finished scotch or something like that. Maybe that's what I'm getting. So I was about to say grape, but not just like a regular grape. Like there's something else. Like a to white it. grape. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Actually, that's a really good note because I do get like white grapes. Like like the ones you get at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Or like Concord's white grape juice <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a sip. Mm-hmm. going to save her for one more moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 
So up front, it is so fruity. Um, like I said, grapes, pears, uh, raisins, uh, apples. It is um, my here's here's something that, that's a little not worrying me, but like definitely catching me off guard. This is a little light um, from what I remember, especially uh, at 83 or 86 proof. Uh, you, you know, you can't ask too much. Um, but it is a little light. Like you, you can't like cough on this kind of pour. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it won't catch you off guard, first of all. But then, you know, on top of the low proof, it's slightly light. But I'm gonna give it another chance. What do you think? That's honestly, it's what I remember. Like I was, uh-huh. I had this really early. <laughs> this was actually my first Japanese whiskey ever. What's the dang? I know. Spoiled rotten. So spoiled rotten. And I remember remember in my mind, because I I knew very little at the time, in my mind, older of anything, bourbon, scotch, whatever, older of anything meant stronger. Like I didn't really think about proof. I was just thinking Uh age. Yeah. Um, And when I was drinking, I was like, this is so, like, I could just guzzle this. Yeah. Easier than soda. Like, this is so Uh easy to drink. Could you imagine a highball with this? It's it's too good for a highball, but uh, it's just funny because like Japanese story later. Oh yeah, yeah. Japanese whiskey can be uh, really good for a highball, especially something like cheaper, of course. But mm. did you know that like uh, Yam Twelve is now like one hundred and eighty bucks a bottle? I used to get it for like eighty. It's not surprising. I mean, mm-hmm. people have been ta- talking about Japanese whiskey so much lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever had a Japanese whiskey I didn't love. Oh, really good notes on that last uh, finish for me. I got um, something almost candyish, but it passed real fast. Yeah, same, 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 same. It like just it, like went and went and left. Um, huh. I gotta pour a little more because I want to make this uh, water pour a little better. It's not a super sweet one. Still yeah, t- I don't know what a mild candy would be, but uh, like a like a fruity candy. Yeah, more in that direction. Because I, when I think candy yeah. with whiskey, I always uh-huh. like, think like toffee or butterscotch or something like that. That's yeah, this. Yeah, I'm gonna drop a drop a drop. Still got my first bottle of uh, Kentucky limestone water, which is of course what they mean for you to do in Japan yes. to use that. I uh, but I'll give it the old spin J bottled water <laughs> yeah that'll work that's what i did until i was gifted this bottle so ooh, opened it up quite a bit um it is definitely brighter uh the nose is great the nose is like what i want in a good any sort of single malt type whiskey it is um yeah, just really, really light, bright fruitiness. Apples, pears, less raisins on this one. Yeah, for sure. But still, really great. Mm. I'm never super sure what this note means, but it feels mm. floral. Like, mm-hmm. so this is a floral I can get behind because some floral, like Macallan. McAllen, I would define as like a very floral forward uh, scotch. Um, 
especially like their like classic cut and stuff like that. But like um, this is a floral that is almost like orange blossom floral as opposed to like uh, rose floral, if that makes any sense. Like, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Do you know what like orange blossom smells like? Yeah. Yeah. You grew up in California. Um, yeah. I didn't know. I, I mean, I really didn't experience orange blossoms until I moved to Arizona, at least, because they have plenty of those out there. And you're from Orange County. And but I feel like that's more for the actual oranges than anything yeah. else. Yeah. But this is this is delish. Um, I just took a sip. I don't know if I like it more. I gotta try it again. Yeah, I think I might even like it more. It's a little it doesn't taste as light to me with a little bit of water added. I don't know about you. It's a little lighter, but not so usually when I think lighter, especially when adding water or ice, yeah, it, that also kind of means diluted. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. the, this doesn't. It just feels lighter, but yeah. the taste is still there. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like uh, a little less diluted tasting to me, um, which is kind of cool. It, I, it excites me for the uh, ice pour because that's the other thing about Japanese whiskey is I haven't had one yet that doesn't taste great with ice. Yeah. So it might taste the best with... Uh, and I've never, I've never had Yamazaki 18 with water or ice. So this is a new experience for me yeah. for sure. Well, it's funny. You've talked, you talked about this on the last two episodes about like mm -hmm. whiskey snobbery. Mm -hmm. And I soup, I absolutely started out that way. Like, Oh, like, uh -huh. like neat is the only way to go. And blended totally. are terrible. And this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now what's happened is like, I just don't think about, cause I'm so used to not adding ice or water. Mm -hmm. I'm done before I'm like, Oh, right. I could add that uh-huh that's real yeah yeah that's the thing is yeah we talked about like the my bar experience too where it was like oh, i want you to at least try it without ice first like you got <laughs> especially if it's like a 15 dollar pour or more it's like yeah. nah, you gotta just if you haven't had it yet with or with like the neat pour at least just try it yeah so ooh, this has made my glass colder interesting <laughs> that's shocking shocking uh still a great nose um yeah less raisins more pears um but it's a little little light on the nose compared to the mm -hmm. water and ice or meat pour for me i lost a lot of nose going mm -hmm. to the ice like the yeah. alcohol stands out a lot more now over that makes sense yeah sense. i agree yeah significant hmm. difference so, oh, I I think that's just as good as the water so far. Uh, and I think the water beats the neat. The neat just tasted too, um, too diluted to me. And it's weird that ice and water both take away that diluted taste. Um, well, didn't at least one like well-known whiskey figures say like that it, it's meant to add water to like open it up or something like that. I can't remember who, but I feel like at least someone has said like, Oh, was it the, um, was it the uh, found North? No, it wasn't even like recent, but just like, Oh, when I started drinking whiskey. It was like someone well-known, like some distiller or uh -huh. someone said like that, like you want to add water to like open it up. And that's how you like see the complexity. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, um, 
I've definitely seen that. I couldn't put a name on it, but I've definitely seen even like, yeah, like well-known, well-respected people in the whiskey world are like, no, nah, oh, you know who it might have been? Um, I, I saw this recently. I think it was uh, Booker No. Mm. I was said like, hey, how I drink it is with a cute, big cube of ice or something like it was like some big deal person yeah. at like Jim Beam or something like that is like, no, that's how I drink it. And you're like, what, you? And uh, so good for them. Yeah, that's 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 a good thought. So this is not a negative for me at all, but I feel like it would mm-hmm. be for some people. Yeah. Adding the ice makes it seem less like a whiskey. Mm-hmm. Like it's still alcohol. It's, I don't I yeah. don't know enough about the different alcohols to say what it seems like now, but yeah. it seems a little bit less like whiskey once you add ice. Like it's still, mm-hmm. it's great to drink. Like it's great to sip on. <clears throat> yeah. I, I do think that Yam 12 with ice beats this with ice in terms of the value. I mean, almost anything beats the value when it's a $600 bottle. Um, but uh, yeah, this, I think I would, yeah, if, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to mow the lawn and then pour some ice into this and then drink it after I do that. It's, it's going to be the the 12 year that I do that with, if I'm going to do it with anything. Um, but Man. you know what? I, I thought I would like, I, I'm thinking of a rating as we go. But I thought I would come into this being like 9.6 or something like that. But I can tell you it's not going to be that high this time. I enjoy it. I think it's amazing. Something is just holding me back from giving it like too high a score, though. And I think it's just because of the dilutedness. It doesn't taste full bodied like I remember it tasting like in 2015 when I got the bottle. But I still like it. So I don't know. Any last uh, thoughts before we start giving it a rating? It's almost um, like citrusy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it almost like, almost like juice. And again, yeah. I know that like sounds bad, but I, I do mean it yeah. in a good way. No, no, absolutely. Like it is a shame that it's so expensive because this is yeah. really great with ice. Like yeah. this is such a good iced pour. Yeah. If this was, I don't know. Let's just say a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. I'd have this all the time. Oh, absolutely. The I'm with, with you there. All the time. Yeah. No, and and that's the that's the funny thing is that like the price is a little bit in my way here. Like if this were, I don't even know if this were eighty bucks, it'd be a whole different story in my mind. But like still, I still think it's a little light from what I remember. It's still good. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna give it a score of just a flat nine point oh on this one i think it is on i think it's like hubba to what in a way that's like this is one of the most fruity bright whiskeys you will ever try in your life but my biggest gripe is that i wish it just had a little bit more full bodiness and not as diluted tasting yeah uh, so i don't know what do you think so i'm trying really hard to ignore the sentimentality because i am a japanese man mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is an amazing japanese whiskey totally but I do agree there is an element of like, this is good. This mm-hmm. is, I dare say, great. Yeah. I would also agree it's not knock your socks off with how great it yeah. is. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, I'm excited to have this because I haven't had it in so long. It's so hard to get. Mm-hmm. But it's a different feeling than when I had, say, Ode to Isla. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, it's a very mm-hmm. different feeling. Like, it's still really, really good. And I think... I think I will still put it higher up than you because I'm honestly not thinking about the cost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least I'm trying not to because I'm yeah. 
right now I'm trying to just judge it on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying not to go too decimal pointy, but I think I'm going to go to 9.15. I love it. That's good. It, it's, I, first of all, I don't think it can be hub to what for me because I've had it before. So there's not really mm-hmm. any surprises, but, um, yeah. but it is really good. And I would drink this all the time if I could afford it. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, it's true. Like this is you, I could not find anyone who can enjoy a whiskey that wouldn't enjoy this whiskey. I don't think so. Like, that's the thing. It is so agreeable. It's unreal how agreeable it is. But I'm looking for something with a little more full bodiedness, I guess, is my yeah. big thing. Yeah, especially for the price. I think, yeah, especially for it'll the be... price, like this is such a good, maybe not quite entry whiskey, but like an early mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah. And but a spoiler like... whiskey. Like, like, you know, we were talking about you. Like you're spoiled rotten with this as your first <laughs> Japanese whiskey. But it truly is a like it is a treat. You know what I mean? Like it's like you don't want to uh you don't want to like, you know, like you tell someone, hey, have you ever heard of, you like Japanese whiskey? Check this out. You know, you show it to them on your shelf. You give them a little pour and that means so much, you know. I would love to be able to pour this for anyone that liked whiskey or is considering whiskey coming to my house. Yeah. But I wouldn't because it's so stinking expensive. Yeah. No. I'd be pretty picky about who I gave it to. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that like, I wish I could even like, for your sake as a you know Japanese American man, like I wish I could give you like half this bottle and be like, here, like enjoy this with your guests. But it's just like it's six hundred dollars, man. Like, you know, it's like that's one of those things. If it were 80 bucks, I would literally send you half the bottle and just be like, Hey, I know you love this. I know you can really appreciate this. And like, you know, like in a way, like show people your heritage, but also just show people a really good whiskey. Um Although yes, if it was eighty bucks, I would send my mom to Japan with just a suitcase. Just yeah, <laughs> you'd pay for her uh, her flight. She wouldn't because she was a flight attendant, right? She yeah, she was. So she flies pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. nice. So is she retired though? Yeah, that's sweet. Good for her. Is mm-hmm. she on like a Japanese airline or something? No, she was United. Uh, she was Pan nice. Am and then United. Um, she flew to Japan like that was her route. Was L.A. to Japan. I gotcha. Okay. Did she? I'm sure she spoke both languages pretty well. Oh, I mean, she was yeah, she was born there, so she's she's never yeah. lost her Japanese. I learned uh, I learned a Japanese word somewhat recently, and it was kabuto. And the guy that taught me like really like emphasized the 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 vowels of it, and apparently it means helmet. I might be wrong. Oh yeah, I completely blanked on that. Yes, that's a piece of samurai yeah. armor. Oh, that's kind of even cooler then yeah nice so um now that we've covered the ratings i think i think it might be time to move over to the next segment of the show that we like to call whiskey world news is the time on the podcast where we read an article that we didn't write we're just reading it and i decided to go with an old podcast favorite author nice. writer nino nino marchetti marchetti kilgore <laughs> <laughs> i love it whiskey wash nice and this was literally yesterday september oh, 25th nice. um 
Teeling becomes official Irish whiskey of Notre Dame fans. Oh, and, uh, I'll see if I can do Robbie's whole, you know, passing over info that isn't quite as important. But here we go. Nice. Teeling Whiskey recently announced a partnership with Notre Dame as the official Irish whiskey partner of Notre Dame fans in the U.S. This long-term partnership kicks off on the heels of Teeling's sponsorship of the Notre Dame versus Navy football game uh, that occurred over the summer. Partnering with a storied institution like Notre Dame with such a passionate fan base tied to our shared Irish roots is an honor for Teeling. With our shared dedication to quality of the highest order and the unwavering spirit of the fighting Irish, we look forward to what's in store said Stephen Teeling, co-founder and sales marketing director, Teeling Whiskey Company, in a prepared statement. Teeling is thrilled to be sharing our award-winning whiskeys with Notre Dame fans and alumni and to be aligning with a world-class athletic program that shares our commitment to excellence. Nice. I think that is a great idea for, for an Irish whiskey band. It's like, I, I, to be honest... I'm surprised it took this long for an Irish brand to be like, hey, let's, you know, hook up with, of course, the most Irish, you know, school of the U.S., basically, where their their mascot is the fighting Irish. Like it's or like whatever they're they're I don't know if you call it a mascot. But it but yeah. is fighting Irish. Yeah. 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 And um, I, I think this is the beginning of something, to be honest. Like, could you imagine like other like a Japanese brand or something like that being like we are the official whiskey of uh, UCLA or something like that I don't know like <laughs> um, it's, it's funny to me I think that's a great idea but here's the thing the risk is saying like are you supporting like like college pre pre-age or pre uh, adult or what do you what do you call it like uh, underage drinking drinking before you're 21 basically yeah I, underage. So that's right. I was thinking about that when I saw the article because I feel like that's mm-hmm. probably why it took this long but yeah. I also noticed they specifically said Notre Dame fans fans exactly yeah Which obviously mm-hmm. there are, i'm sure there are some fans that are underage but like the majority yeah. of fans are gonna be older yeah yeah especially uh, for somewhere like notre dame yeah um, so i think they played that about as well as that because even like totally in the article fans is capitalized nice <laughs> not notre dame students <laughs> yeah if you think about it it's like most people graduate at 22 so there's only like really like a year or so that yeah. most college students are legally able to drink. Uh, so I think that's kind of funny. But I think I, I honestly like, yeah, you look at like uh, Nebraska, for example, and it's like, yeah, they probably could have a corn whiskey that could, um, you know, be the, the official like Platte Valley or something like the official corn whiskey of the Husker fans yeah, or something like that. I'm trying to think of other schools that would have like a really good opportunity, like the UK, you know, like uh, University of Kentucky. It's like obviously, or like Louisville or something like that. It's just like obviously, you can go bourbon there. Oh, they'd be fighting um, for that one. They'd be fighting. Yeah, for that one. seriously. No, like they uh, all all Kentucky would have to say is like, "Hey, we're taking applications," and like all the big distillers in Kentucky would probably go for it. I guess that means Jack Daniels has to be University of Tennessee. Yeah, or yeah, the Vols are, or maybe like um, Vanderbilt. That's another big school in Kentucky or Tennessee is like. Uh, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, I, I jump up. Yeah, uh huh. There aren't many. I'm Big sure ones. there are others, and I feel bad, but those are the two. I mean, I'm an SEC guy, so mm-hmm. those are the two that come to mind. Yeah, totally. No, I think that's I think that's the beginning of something special. But I think honestly, like maybe not Teeling, but definitely Irish whiskey was meant to do that for Notre Dame. 
So I think that's a cool. I, I do love that it's tealing because I'm trying to force that as my Irish whiskey of choice. Uh huh. Trying to get because you yeah. know Jameson's an easy one, and mm-hmm. so I was trying to do like, oh, what's another one that's you know kind of established but no one really talks about or not? Yeah. No, but, you know, not a lot of people. I feel like I don't know. Have we ever done tealing? I, I feel like have. it's come up at least once because I feel like really? I was I was bragging about the fact that my uncle-in-law got like a really it was like I don't know it was like a 24 year it was a really expensive bottle oh wow um, that he shared he shared with me nice yeah we've never done an episode on tealing we've done a few that are from the same because I think tealing is from the um I think they have their own distillery I might be wrong but there's like Irish distillers that will usually be out of um either Jameson or um Middleton. Middleton, Middleton, Middleton. And then there's Dewars. Mm, that's the other one. Um, and then there's uh, but I think Teeling's its own thing. But I might be wait, wrong. Wait, is Dewar I thought Dewar's a Scotch. Oh, I'm thinking of uh No. What am I thinking of? Um what's the one that me and um Tullamore Dew is what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, Tullamore yeah. Dew. I think that's what I was, when I agreed with you, I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think Tullamore Dew does their own thing. And then, um, and like Red Breast is same as Middleton, mm. same distillery and stuff like that. So they like share a lot of the same distilleries, different, different things. But, um, and I think Teeling has a variety of types of Irish whiskey. Like I think they do blended, but I think they also do single malt. I think so. As opposed to single pot still. But I might be wrong. I should know that if I'm trying to make them my Irish whiskey of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Study up. No, but um, it's so funny. After all these years of doing this podcast, I'm just like, I still mix things up. and But I think I got a few things down. So, um, but no, that's cool. Um, I like that. I like that article a lot. Um, I, you had, you were going to lead with a, uh, what was huge shoes. But before we do that, we're going to go over last week's results, which I have. Uh, I'm glad I reminded myself to do that. <laughs> so last week's um, last week's results were simple. It was simple. Uh, let me go to the archive. Here we go. Oh, oh, that's this stories. All right, here we go. Uh, yep. Last week's question was: What is a readily available whiskey that you always pass on and have never tried, but wondered what it's like? And uh, actually, Brian won this week. He had uh, mm. 58% of the vote, and I had 42% of the vote. So good for you, Brian. Um, and then uh, the next question uh, was asking that for the open public. You know, what's one that you uh, have always pass on, never tried, but you always think, maybe I should try it. Uh, Embellish Pod, John Hughes said uh, Tin Cup, and John Hughes and I had a conversation just based on that i was like do not try the standard the standard is eyed at best sorry tin cup uh but you gotta try the 10 year at least and he said he might uh madtown marketer pin hook and i'm with you madtown marketer ben klepsig uh, but i almost i recently bought a bottle of one of the rise and we'll do an episode on it soon uh paul clarkson said uh, not one I've seen a lot, but one that has recently taunted me, taunting me, Forbidden Bourbon, which also has been taunting me. Hmm. Uh, the Bourbon uh, Badger, uh, Caleb Olson. He said, Will it pot still? Caleb, you've never had Will it pot still? That's crazy. 
uh, it's not worth it <laughs> if you ask me, <laughs> but it's still good. It's still good. It's like I, from the last time I had it, I was like, okay, uh, notes of uh, peanut brittle, still good, but uh, it's, it's not. That. It's not worth it. I don't know, but that's just me. Uh, whiskey drinking panda says as a category, Indian whiskey has intrigued me, mm. but never enough to pull the trigger. Uh, highly recommend Paul John uh, peated fifty five point five percent. Really good stuff. Uh, and then Dramhound, this I is... almost bought one. Uh, uh-huh. I think when I was in Kentucky, but uh-huh. I blank because I couldn't remember which one you recommended because there were like Ooh. four there. And I was like, I don't remember which. I chickened out. The, uh, they're all pretty good. Like the uh, Amroot Fusion is pretty good, mm-hmm. but I think I prefer the Paul John Peated. Um, this is totally a Dramhound answer because Dramhound is big into bourbon, uh, but he says the entire Scotch Isle. <laughs> Uh, I like that. Uh, Kilted 518, uh, Miles Ferguson. He says, Whistlepig, always want to try it, but never actually buy a bottle. It's a crapshoot with Whistlepig, in my opinion. I'm not going to not gonna bash them, but their 10-year is aight. But their 12-year can be amazing. Different different uh, mash bill. I'm hoping usually. to pull off a cheat with Whistlepig, because mm-hmm. I have a friend whose last name is Pickroll. And so Ooh. I want to get something for Whistlepig, give it to him, but then Very I'll cool. try it uh-huh yeah that's a good that's a, dude the old gift the old gift sipper is is always a good time um and then brian rap said am i supposed to vote on this lol you did brian and uh, i love that so that's the results from last week uh bryce you got you got one for this week let's bring it on i do i do i i am, was hesitant at first because I don't feel like I've had a whole lot in uh, these scenarios. You guys have had so mm. many scenarios at this point. Yeah, um, that's actually yeah, why oodles. I sent you a list because like, have you done uh-huh. already? Um, so when I sent it to Cole, I said, "If you're a CEO, but like really, if you're someone in an office, you have your mm. own office, and you're not going to get in trouble. Like this is not yeah. contraband. Yeah. No one's gonna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at, at worst, someone would be like." Do you really need that? Should that be in the office? Yeah, but no one will get you fired. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But what kind of whiskey would you have either in a drawer, again, if you're trying to avoid the judging eyes, or on a drink card? What would be your whiskey of choice? I think this is good. I guess I'll go, and I'll think about it as I go, because I don't have an answer yet, but uh, I want something classy enough to be like, yo, I'm rich. (laughs) But like uh, something that's like uh, not... Not, I'm not gonna put like Pappy 15 in there because it's like I want to be sharing that. It's not like that's the thing about, in my opinion, a uh, you know, drawer whiskey is not to be drank alone, drank it alone. Um, but it's like to be like, hey, you know, you're here, I'm glad you're in my office, have a pour with me. So, something classy but also shareable. I, I would go like EH Taylor single barrel or, or small batch or something like that. So, I'll just I'll pick one, I'll say EH Taylor small batch. I feel like it's classy enough, but also shareable enough. So that's that's my answer. I think for me, similar reasoning, but different conclusion. Where mm-hmm. I want, I want something I feel okay with sharing. So Yamazaki eighteen, not going to be on the totally. list, even though mm-hmm. like it's great. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, like I kind of this is a silly reason, but I kind of want to just like the classic like Scotch bottle. Totally. Regardless, it, w- it was going to be Scotch because I've, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've discovered I've been liking the Scotch style Japanese whiskey style stuff lately. Um, mm. 
And so there's there's a lot of different ones. And I haven't even tried this yet, which might affect the answer. But Glenfiddich was the first scotch I ever tried. Uh I've actually been able to go to their distillery, which is great. You have been? I have. That's so cool. It was amazing. Nice. Um, What was this? 2018. Nice. We were literally in Scotland and Uh trying to finish off like the finishing touches on purchasing a house. Like we got home. And the next day we signed the papers. Oh, for in in uh, near Allentown. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's similar stuff happened to me. I was in. Um, well, not exactly. We basically went. We bought the house, signed the papers, and then went on vacation, and then came back basically and just moved right in. Which nice. Is, yeah. yeah well, there were issues with our flight, so there was a chance we weren't going to get back in time for oh, signing. So, like, yeah, my wife was like doing all these calls and stuff, but we yeah. made it. That's so good. I think Glenfiddich 18 would be my answer. I like that. No, that's a good age too. And that's like just because like at, for an 18 year whiskey, it's not insanely high priced mm-hmm. for Glenfiddich, but it's also classy enough to be like, and it's a single malt. So it's like, yeah, this is good. Good option. Yeah. I like that. Um, next week. Uh, it's actually still in the air. Um, we are having another guest episode, a test episode. Uh, and I won't mention with who yet. Um, but, uh, this co-host, uh, potential guy, he is deciding between a few. Um, and so keep an eye out. We'll, uh, we'll, um, have that out next Monday. Uh, but it'll be something special. I, I tried for all four of you. I tried something like, I, I didn't want something lame. Like I didn't want to be like, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like Crown Royal or something. I wanted to like go hard for all you guys. So you guys have like a cool, like a good, good chance for, you know, like enjoying what you're doing and like, and that kind of stuff. So yes, racial profiling Uh, working out in my favor this time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Japanese, obviously rice marina. (laughs) So, um, any, uh, any last, uh, any last words, Bryce? I almost called you Brian. Bryce, before uh, before we kind of call it a, a hopes time. No, this was great. It was good, good catching up, good having some uh, going back to the Yamazaki, yeah, old Yamazaki. Well, some good Yamazaki seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I uh, I talked to uh, Robbie, and he's like, I should, I want to put together a um, like a thumbnail for the for the YouTube. He wants to like practice his thumbnail stuff so he can be the official thumbnailer mm. of. Um, of chill filtered uh but he uh the first thumbnail he sent me was uh basically like uh you know a picture of you and me and then um it says yamazaki 17 crossed out and then 18 <laughs> so that'd be funny so but anyway i hope that uh robbie can nail that thumbnail and if not we'll uh we'll take care of it either way but uh what do you hope uh bryce uh i hope that <laughs> if this is anyone's first episode of chill filter that <laughs> other episodes a chance as well uh i hope uh bryce has confidence in himself but most of all listeners i hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits you both yeah. idiots sweet so exciting break, break, break. seriously